Chapter Ten of Headlong Hall by Thomas Love Peacock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Ten: The Skull. When Mister Esket entered the breakfast room, he found the majority of the party assembled, and the little butler very active at his station. Several of the ladies shrieked at the sight of the skull, and Miss Tenorina, starting up in great haste and terror, caused the subversion of a cup of chocolate, which a servant was handing to the Reverend Dr. Gaster, into the nape of the neck of Sir Patrick O'Prism. Sir Patrick, rising impetuously to clap an extinguisher, as he expressed himself, on the farthing rushlight of the rascal's life, pushed over the chair of Marmaduke Milestone Esquire, who, catching for support at the first thing that came in his way, which happened unluckily to be the corner of the tablecloth, drew it instantaneously with him to the floor, involving plates, cups, and saucers in one promiscuous ruin. But as the principal material of the breakfast apparatus was on the little butler's side table, the confusion occasioned by this accident was happily greater than the damage. Miss Tenorina was so agitated that she was obliged to retire. Miss Graziosa accompanied her through pure sisterly affection and sympathy, not without a lingering look at Sir Patrick, who likewise retired to change his coat, but was very expeditious in returning to resume his attack on the cold partridge. The broken cups were cleared away, the cloth relaid, and the array of the table restored with wonderful celerity. Mr. Escott was a little surprised at the scene of confusion which signalised his entrance, but perfectly unconscious that it originated with the skull of cadwallader he advanced to seat himself at the table by the side of the beautiful cephalus first placing the skull in a corner out of the reach of mr cranium who sate eyeing it with lively curiosity and after several efforts to restrain his impatience exclaimed you seem to have found a rarity a rarity indeed said mr escott cracking an egg as he spoke no less than the genuine and indubitable skull of cadwallader the skull of cadwallader vociferated mr cranium oh treasure of treasures mr escott then detailed by what means he had become possessed of it which gave birth to various remarks from the other individuals of the party after which rising from the table and taking the skull again in his hand this skull said he is the skull of a hero long since dead and sufficiently demonstrates a point concerning which i never myself entertained a doubt that the human race is undergoing a gradual process of diminution in length breadth and thickness observe this skull even the skull of our reverend friend which is the largest and thickest in the company is not more than half its size the frame this skull belonged to could scarcely have been less than nine feet high such is the lamentable progress of degeneracy and decay in the course of ages a boot of the present generation would form an ample chateau for a large family of our remote posterity the mind too participates in the contraction of the body poets and philosophers of all ages and nations have lamented this too visible process of physical and moral deterioration 
the sons of little men says ossian says homer such men as live in these degenerate days all things says virgil have a retrocessive tendency and grow worse and worse by the inevitable doom of fate we live in the ninth age says juvenal an age worse than the age of iron nature has no metal sufficiently pernicious to give a denomination to its wickedness our fathers says horace worse than our grandfathers have given birth to us their more vicious progeny who in our turn shall become the parents of a still viler generation you all know the fable of the buried pict who bit off the end of a pickaxe with which sacrilegious hands were breaking open his grave and called out with a voice like subterranean thunder i perceive the degeneracy of your race by the smallness of your little finger Vidalice, the pickaxe this to be sure is a fiction but it shows the prevalent opinion the feeling the conviction of absolute universal irredeemable deterioration i should be sorry that such an opinion should become universal said mr foster independently of my conviction of its fallacy its general admission would tend in a great measure to produce the very evils it appears to lament what could be its effect but to check the ardour of investigation to extinguish the zeal of philanthropy to freeze the current of enterprising hope to bury in the torpor of scepticism and in the stagnation of despair every better faculty of the human mind which will necessarily become retrograde in ceasing to be progressive i am inclined to think on the contrary said mr Escott, that the deterioration of man is accelerated by his blindness in many respects wilful blindness to the truth of the fact itself and to the causes which produce it that there is no hope whatever of ameliorating his condition but in a total and radical change of the whole scheme of human life and that the advocates of his indefinite perfectibility are in reality the greatest enemies to the practical possibility of their own system by so strenuously labouring to impress on his attention that he is going on in a good way while he is really in a deplorably bad one i admit said mr foster that there are many things that may and therefore will be changed for the better not on the present system said mr Escott, in which every change is for the worse in matters of taste i'm sure it is said mr gould there is in fact no such thing as good taste left in the world oh mr gall said miss philomela poppyseed i thought my novel my paintings said sir patrick o'prism my ode said mr mclorrell my ballad said mr nightshade my plan for lord littlebrain's park said marmaduke milestone esq my essay said mr treacle my sonata said mr chromatic my claret said squire headlong my lectures said mr cranium vanity of vanities said the reverend dr gaster turning down an empty eggshell all is vanity and vexation of spirit end of chapter ten